Hello, this is the Seeing Stories podcast. My name's Maria Watton. This podcast is all about stories, traditional, mythological, fictional, societal, anecdotal stories of all kinds. And today I'm going to be talking about storytelling, the oral tradition. How do you tell a story? How do you find the story you want to tell? How do you make that telling, engaging? How do you captivate your audience? How do you do justice to the story itself? Well, first, I'll tell you why I'm so interested in all of this. I have been a storyteller for over 20 years and I've run a lot of workshops with people who want to be able to tell stories. I love that. I'm delighted when people come up to me and are interested. I'm delighted when people want to come to workshops and find out more about stories because stories entertain us and teach us things about ourselves. Stories connect us. Whether we're standing in front of an audience or sitting next to someone on a bus or a train and you've ended up in a conversation with them and you start to tell each other little stories about yourselves. (laughs) Even if you're sitting in front of a computer, your laptop, your iPhone, and you're streaming storytelling that way, whatever. Stories connect us and are important to us. So let's begin. I'm going to start first with finding the story that you want to tell, research. I was really lucky because when I was little, I was told stories and they were traditional Irish fairy stories and legends. My dad and my grandma told me those stories when I was little. And so I ended up as an adult with quite a bag full of stories from my childhood that I was able to tell. But you might already have some of those yourself. Don't discount that. There might be, have a think back, there might be stories that you were told by your granny or your teacher or your best friend's mom that you might really love. There might also be other kinds of tales from your childhood in terms of nursery rhymes, for example, or little songs or anecdotes or skipping songs. When I was little, and this is going back some time, um, we had skipping songs, myself and my sisters and my friends, and we'd skip to these songs. But often those little skipping songs were stories. I still use some of those today, sometimes with grown-up audiences, but also with children. I'll 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 give you an example. There's a story I tell. It's a little skipping song, and it's called Granny's in the Kitchen. You might know it, but it goes like this. This is the beginning of it anyway. Granny's in the kitchen doing a bit of stitching. In comes the bogeyman to chase Granny out. Oh, says Granny, 
that's not fair. Oh, says the bogeyman, I don't care. Now, that little skipping song has a great twist in the tale. Because as I'm telling that story, that rhyme, we meet Mummy, Daddy, Granddaddy, but finally at the end of the story, we meet Baby. And Baby turns everything on its head. So at the end, the baby starts squawking and crying. Oh, says Bogey, that's not fair. Oh, says the baby, I don't care. So when I tell that story to children, you can see that they resonate with the baby at the end. They delight in being able to be the baby, chasing away the bogeyman. The interesting thing about that is the baby the one you would think would be the least powerful becomes the most powerful in that story. You see, children in their imaginations really becoming that character and feeling that power. I mention this because I'll come back to some of these elements the rhythm and the dynamic of a story, the identification with character. You know, when I tell that story to children, you can tell they identify with baby. And also, to tell a story, you have to use your imagination to be able to see all of those characters. What if you don't already have any stories or rhymes from your childhood? That is fine. Here's the great thing. There are thousands upon thousands of fairy stories, folk tales and legends out there for you to tell. And you can find them in so many different places. I mean, most people have the internet. They might have an iPhone. I would say, look on there. Use one of your search engines, Google, Bing, whatever it is. Whatever you feel kind of connected with, you could put in French fairy tales or Nordic mythology. You could put in African myths, stories from India, the Arabian Nights, Scottish urban myths, you know, the internet will provide for you a whole host of stories that you can read, or sometimes there might be some little cartoons even, or animations that have been made of them. This can be a great beginning. I would suggest that you start with tales that you have a connection with. Like I said, when I was little, I was told stories. You know, I was told Irish fairy stories and legends. My eyes still light up if I come across an Irish fairy story I've not heard before because that's my heritage. And so I love to come across those stories. Um, I want to hear them. 
Quite often I want to tell them again because that was so much part of my childhood. I mean, the Banshee was part of my childhood, the Kushi. The Banshee is that ghastly spirit who steals your soul. My mum would say on the nights when, you know, there'd be a bit of a storm and the chimney pot was rattling and the wind was coming down. I wonder if it's the banshee. I wonder if she's coming for one of us tonight. That terrifying little tale, that character is just part of me because I grew up with it. So I'm drawn towards Irish stories. But, you know, there's so many places you can find stories. Libraries, remember them. If you have got a library close to you that you can get to, there will be a section in there. You can get the librarian to help you. Wandering into bookshops, there will be a section on folk tales or fairy tales or legends and mythology. Um, You can also go to story clubs if you're old enough or you've got someone who can accompany you. And festivals, there are plenty of storytelling festivals, some great ones like Festival at the Edge, Beyond the Border. If you're able to go and see and hear storytellers telling tales. It's one of the best things you can do. It is totally captivating and that will help you as a storyteller. Get to see as many storytellers as you can because you will be learning quite a lot from them about rhythm and pace, how to engage the audience, how they begin a tale, how they end a tale. But you don't need to be exactly like them because in storytelling, You really need to be yourself, I think, and just not get in the way of the story. Now, there's another way you can access storytellers, particularly if you're in lockdown at the moment, like I am as I am recording this, um, or if you can't get to some of those events. During this time, John Rowe, master storyteller, has set up the World Storytelling Cafe in response to the pandemic. And if you get onto that, the World Storytelling Cafe, you will be able to access storytellers from all around the world. So you've got plenty of stories to listen to there. It's a brilliant resource. And you've got storytellers from Morocco to Texas to England, France, all over the world. I happen to have a couple of sessions on that, actually. So you can always find me on there. Give yourself an hour or so. Just go and take a look. Research. You know, it's so important. Whether it's reading, watching, listening attending, opening yourself up to finding stories, or should I say, allowing the story to find you. I might read 20 stories. They may be quite 
hmm, dry on the page, just the black print on white paper. But there may just be one story in 20 that leaps out at me that I connect with. And I think that's the story I'll tell. And because these old stories have been passed down over centuries, sometimes thousands of years, I always feel respectful to the story. I want to do a good job telling it. I want to serve that story. I want to do the story justice. You may have seen a storyteller and been totally captivated by them. My advice would be, find how you want to tell the story in your own way, in your own style, as yourself. Be authentic. And if You are, for example, telling a fairy story. If you've heard it, acknowledge the teller that you heard tell it. That's part of the tradition. Also, I would suggest if you find a story, go and do some more research. Maybe find two or three versions of that same story, and notice how different people or writers have told the tale. You have to begin to carve out your own version of it, your own telling of it. And once you have the skeleton of that story, the bones of the story, you can begin to tell it your own way. I think you have to rehydrate the story if you found it on the page, make it juicy, bring it to life. It's important that you don't miss vital bits of the story. I mean, if you're putting a skeleton together and you missed out the neck bone, the head would be pretty wobbly, wouldn't it? If you miss out the ankle bone, the foot might fall off. We don't want that. You need all the elements of the story and then tell it your way. Honestly, I remember quite a few years ago when I was a lot younger, um, I'd invited the brilliant Scottish storyteller Duncan Williamson to come and do a variety of gigs for me. And in one of those gigs, he invited me to tell a tale. And I was so brave or naive, I don't know which, but I told one of Duncan's tales. And I think I did that because part of me wanted him to tell me where I was going wrong or to give me some advice. Fortunately for me, he congratulated me and said, you know, I think you did a really good job there. But I learned something very important because he said to me, oh, Maria, there was a detail you missed out. It's not one bush in the story. It was a Jack story. There wasn't one bush. There's two two bushes. Now, that might seem like he's nitpicking, but he wasn't because he was right, absolutely right. In that story, the two bushes actually make a sound because they're robbing together and they make a squeaking sound. And Jack mistakes that sound for a voice. So it was really important, that bit. And also, it's important for the tradition. 
these are stories that have been passed down by folk and it's important we respect them and their telling. So that's why I I, I tell you about that. Um, Be alert to the details of the story. How do you, as the storyteller, engage the audience? How, How do you do a good job? Well, I'd say it's a bit like this. You know, if you were trying to find something in the attic or in the garage, and you know that somewhere in there, there's this bit of treasure amongst all the other bits and pieces that are around, and you scramble around. Now, in my imagination, I come across a dusty old violin case. That's my bit of treasure. I played the violin when I was 11, but only for a year. (laughs) I find the violin case and I open it. Inside, there is the violin. But all the strings and the violin, they need tuning up. The bow itself is slack. It needs some resin on it. It's a beautiful instrument, but it's an instrument that has the potential to make great music. How on earth do you make that happen? It's a bit like that with those dry old stories. How do you make that happen? Well, you know what? You need to work at it, don't you? You need to take time to learn the music if you're going to play the violin. You might, like me, have some basic knowledge very basic. In fact, we all will have some basic knowledge of storytelling because that's how we connect to each other anyway. So you can start from that. You know how to tell a story. We tell each other stories every day about what it was like going to work or, you know, what you're feeling like. So we've got that basic knowledge, but then How do you really make that story come to life? Just like with that violin, I would say, you may go and get a teacher, a mentor, for example. Um, I did that in 2004. I got an Arts Council grant. I was very fortunate. And I was mentored by um, Jan Blake. And although I was already doing pretty well as a storyteller. I wanted to deepen my learning and understanding. Um, And so that's, that's what I did. So you may need a teacher or some advice and you need to practice and practice. You really need to get to know the tune. You need to start to understand. A good musician wants to do much more than just churn out a tune. They want to really make the instrument sing. They want to evoke our emotions. They want to transport us to the land of that music. I think it's the same with storytelling. It takes practice, time, help from other storytellers perhaps. And it also needs understanding of the story from the inside. There needs to be a connection with the story or with the music. (laughs) 
And you need that connection so that your listeners are moved emotionally. You need, a bit like with Granny's in the Kitchen, you know, you need to find the dynamic, the rhythm of the story, how to tell that story. One of the things that I learned um, when I was working with Jan, uh, Jan Blake, was that actually I only wanted to tell stories that I really loved. That sounds simple, doesn't it? But it's true. Tell stories that move you. Stories that you find funny, that mean something to you. Ask yourself, what's at the heart of this story? What's this story really about? On the surface, it might be a story about a king or a trickster, a fox, an elephant, I don't know. But the story what is it really about? Is it really about ah, the trickiness of love or is it about disloyalty or is it about how important an act of kindness can be, the wonder of life? You as the storyteller need to discover what that is. I think to serve a story well, You, the storyteller, really need to know that for yourself. But you also need to allow your audience to decide what it's about for them. And they may have a different perception. That's absolutely fine. Trust your audience. They'll interpret the story in the way they wish. You don't need to tell them directly what it's about. They can fathom it out for themselves. That's part of the fun of it, really. In a similar way, I'd say don't judge your characters. If you're working on a story and you're going through it in your head, go for a walk. Go for a walk with your story and see the story in your head. See the images. Visualize it. Observe your characters, but without judging them, just as though you're seeing them. Because all of your characters will be serving the story. I'd also say that when you're telling the story, try and get out of the way of the story. I think egos get a in in the way of stories sometimes. Anyway, I'd also suggest that when you're telling, I would show rather than tell. I'll, I'll give you an example. I love the Finn McCool stories. I love his life story from his childhood to leading the Fianna, his magical encounters and adventures. I love that he's a flawed hero because that makes him more complex, more three-dimensional. It makes him more interesting. Anyway, in one of the later stories in the Finn McCool life story cycle, um, there's a story about Dermot and Grania. Now, Dermot is one of the Fianna and Finn 
has been set to marry Grania, but she has eyes only for Dermot and she runs off with him. Now, after many years of chasing the lovers down, Finn is meant uh, to have, um, he's, well, he's meant to have made reparation with the couple. It's as though all's been forgiven after a long, long time. But right at the end, Dermot is attacked by a magical and enchanted boar and he is dying. Finn McCool watches him gasp for breath. Now, at this point, if I was telling that story, I could tell you that Finn clearly hasn't forgiven Dermot. I could just say that. I could tell you. I could say uh, Finn McCool still holds the grudge. But I don't. I show you. I say something like this. Um, Dermot was gasping. He wanted water. Finn went to the water's edge. He carried back the water in his cupped hands. Then as he got near to Dermot, he let the water trickle through his fingers. You see, you're showing them, not telling them. Well, there's a lot more I'd like to say to you because there's so much more to say about storytelling. But if I just go back through some of the things that I think you might need when you're starting out as a traditional oral storyteller, some things you might like to consider. Take time, research, practice, try it out. Try the story out on friends, family, the dog. Make mistakes and learn from them. Find what the story is really about. You don't need to judge your characters. Just serve them. Find the rhythm of your story. Find the dynamic in your voice to tell the story. Use your imagination. Don't be afraid. Allow yourself to see it visually in your head as you're telling it. Inhabit that story. Show. Don't tell. <laughs> Finally, I'd like to finish with I like to finish with a little story. It's about a king who really wanted to have a couple of birds of prey and to train them. And so he hired a falconer. And the falconer fetched two hawks for the king to train with. One hawk was amazing. It just flew. But the other hawk, it just went straight to the branch of a tree and stayed there. Didn't matter what the king did. Didn't matter what the falconer did. They coaxed it with little bits of meat. They called it. They tried to guide it. They whistled everything. One hawk would come. The other one just sat still on the branch of a tree. The king was pretty fed up and so he called in some magicians, druids, 
who came and cast spells on the bird, the one who was just sitting on the branch of the tree. Those magicians and druids, will they dip the bird's beak into potions? Nothing. It still just sat there. The greatest falconer in the world was called by the king. And she came, but she too just couldn't shift that hawk from the branch of the tree. The king was fed up and he was quite annoyed when he saw an old farmer from the next field walking by and he called him and he said, farmer, farmer, come here. And he told him the whole story and he said, see, this hawk, it just won't budge from this branch of this tree. Can you help? And the old farmer said, I certainly can, sire. And he walked over to the tree and from his little bag, he pulled out a saw and he sawed off the branch. <laughs> well, folks, I hope you see me as that farmer because I've got my little saw out and I've just cut away that branch. Fly free. Find the stories. Be brave. Enjoy your storytelling. For now. Goodbye. <laughs>